end of last year. I don't know what was going on, but I knew I'd be checking in with you to give us you know, your thoughts on the second half of the season, the, the big names that are making noise, the trade deadline just happened. But first and foremost, Sean, Happy New Year, and welcome to the show. Uh, I want to introduce you to Jason Longshore, who is our voice for Atlanta United. Mr. Uh, Crenshaw is not here this morning. Uh, good morning, guys. It's a pleasure to be with you again. How you doing? Doing good. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. No, appreciate it. We're uh, in a winter wonderland up here. I was telling Greg last night uh, we were expecting 8 to 12 inches of snow, and we got about 10 inches where I'm at. It came down fast and heavy. Uh, man, see, this takes me back. If I, you know, I had a couple friends. that We'd go over to parks. They had some parents who ran a, a, a machine shop, and they had snowmobiles that they had built. There is there. I can't think of more fun than I had either playing Bronco baseball when I was like 14, 15 or snowmobiling when we got fresh snow. Because, see, snow can't hurt you. You can do stuff, water sports, you fall over. Yeah, that could be the end of, you know, that could mess up your weekend. But you fall on snow. It's like, let me get back up there and go again. Plus, it's like being on a motorcycle. But as long as you don't hit a tree, you're good. You getting the snowmobiles out today. No, you're at, you know, and, and that's why I've heard a lot of people say, why is the NHL so infatuated with these outdoor games? You have to remember, like, all these guys were, were just like us. If you grew up, you know, in the, in the northern part of, of the country or, or, or in Canada or whatever the case may be, every one of us learned to skate out in the backyard. backyard. Take the hose the out. Yep. Uh, you know, for me, I, it was a canal at, at my grandfather's in Ontario. I mean, it was I, it, it takes you back, and, and that's why you see guys enjoy it so much. And I say that only because, Jason, you grew up in Chicago. You, you know, you, you better learn some winter sports. Otherwise, <laughs> you got nothing to do. <laughs> Sometimes you can't get to the indoor, indoor gym to play basketball. Yeah. So you got to figure out stuff to do outside. Anyway, Sean Belegian, WJR, uh, joining Sam and Greg here with Jason Longshore, Sports Radio, 92.9thegame, 92.9thegame.com. All right, man, listen. I have had sort of a weird week because much like it happens to all professional teams, when you have that team that won the championship, eventually, as is the case with all of them, they start to break up the team. And those Blackhawks that won championship after championship early in the, um, in the 2000s saw their last piece go this past week, at least as far as a, a, a big player, and that was Patrick Kane. What are, we, what are we to think of what is going on in Chicago and what are the Rangers going to do with Patrick Kane, if anything? Well, we'll start with the Blackhawks. I mean, there are some people that said, you know, it, it, it should have been done two, three years ago because this is going to be a long, hard rebuild for them. As you know, they paid a couple of fantastic players uh, a big amount of money and it ate up so much uh, of that cap space with, with Taze and, and, and with Kaner. And, you know, this is something that it it hurt them in the process because they really didn't do a good job of using those draft picks uh, to to better themselves. They they really haven't. So, uh, no offense, they're in quite a hole. I think this is going to be a a long, arduous rebuild. But, uh, you know, in in terms of Kaner going to the Rangers, uh, the East is just a crazy arms race right now. I mean, you had Boston get better. They went out and got Orlov, and, and Taylor Hall will be back at some point in time, and they're already a historic base. You know, Kyle Dubas in Toronto, their general manager, I mean, he basically redid their defense score, and then they add a nice player like Ryan Riley up front. Uh, you have Tampa that still has, you know, so much firepower, and I wouldn't at all be surprised if they went on another run. Carolina's having a fantastic season. 
Devils are having a fantastic season. So the problem for the Rangers, yeah, they're better. No doubt about it. Gerard Gallant uh, has that team better. But there are so many good teams in the East right now, including uh, that beast out in Boston. I well, mean, the Bruins just look sick. That's what I was going to ask you about again. Sean Belize and WJ are up in Detroit. He is the guy we go to. He's called hockey games on the pro level. I mean, on, on the NHL level, he's done them up in Canada. This is the guy to go to. What are we looking at when we're looking at this Bruins team right now? I mean, these guys are trying to run away with everything. I think Don Sweeney was so smart. That's their general manager. He basically said, you know what? We are going all in. They're having a historic season. Don't forget, the Bruins have some pieces that are getting up there as well, some key pieces that are getting up there as well. And I'm of the opinion, if you're this close and and you have the type of team that the Bruins have, you go all in. You don't worry about, you know, the ramifications a couple of years down the line. And that's exactly what Don Sweeney did. There's no guarantee. I think we've seen that year after year in every sport, in particular the National Hockey League. But uh, he went all in. And I'll tell you what, you look at that Bruins team, I don't think there's a weakness with that team. I, I mean, I really don't. I mean, quickest team to 100 points. You know, they got 101 points and still have 21 games left, for goodness sake. So, uh, they are on a historic pace. You have to remember, National Hockey League record for wins is 62. The Wings had 62 back in 96. For most points, it's 132. And the Habs had that uh, back in 77. Uh, I- I'm going to tell you what, guys. The Bruins could blow past both of those marks. I mean, that's how good they've been playing. So you talk about the East and just how many teams are going to be pushing for this. And it feels like a lot of them got better as the trade deadline came to an end. What about the West? Who who do you think is going to jump out over there and be a contender? Well, this is why the West, I think that's a great question, because this is why the West is very, very intriguing to me. There isn't a team to beat right now. There really isn't. I mean, I know Dallas has been playing well, and, and they're near the top. Vegas again near the top, and and they've been on a bit of a heater. But right now, there isn't a team that you can look at and say, man, I you know I, I think this team might be the team to beat. I'm going to tell you guys the same thing I told you a couple months when we talked. At the time, Colorado wasn't even in the playoff. You know, they, they didn't even have one of the wild cards. Uh, Colorado has just been steadily building up and climbing up the, the standings. I think the defending champ is going to be tough to beat. I, I know that they're not... Uh, near the top, they're just a few points back of, of a few teams in the West. I know they're not near the top right now, but I, I think that, that crescendo that they've been climbing, I, I think when all is said and done, Colorado, the, the defending champ, might still be the team to beat. Ah, we don't want to see that again. Uh, Sean Belich and WJR <laughs> joined Sam and, Sam and Greg and Jason Longshore sitting in for Sam this morning. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 92.9thegame.com. Hey, Sean, one of the things that we have been talking about here on this show, whether it's Jason or Sam or anybody else that joins us, depending on the sport, we somehow always get into officiating and what it's going to look like with, you know, years down the road with technology being implemented or just decisions that are being made to change the way games are being called. Uh, I, I thought about asking you this because of what's going on with that Austin Watson hit. That took place last week. He's not going to get any more discipline. My question to you is, that hit, others that have seemed like in the past were treated one way, they're being treated differently now. What's the state of officiating in the NHL right now? And your thoughts on, does it need changing? What needs to be implemented? Every guy that I have talked to for, for years, I mean, this, this goes back to 
honestly, a conversation that I had, and you'll be familiar with this guy, uh, with Chris Chelios about 20 years ago. Every guy says the same thing. Okay, let us know what we can and cannot do, and, 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 and then stick to it. Every guy just wants consistency. That's the, the biggest thing that every guy says. Okay, I get it. We're going to loosen things up a little bit. Uh, you know, things that you could get away with in the past, you're not going to get away with now. Things that, you know, might not even be a penalty 20 years ago, you might get a suspension for now. I mean, that's how much the game has changed. But at least be consistent. I mean, just about across the board, every player has said that. And I think there are con- some consistency issues. I, I, I think, you know, not only in penalty calls, but but quite frankly, in awarding penalty shots. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I saw a penalty shot the other night uh, in the Ottawa-Detroit game that was just brutal. It, it was, I mean, it was gross. I, I, I didn't understand how on earth uh, they called the penalty shot. And, and then I waited all day the next day to hear what the ruling was, what the thinking was, and you didn't hear it. And those are the types of things that I know players, I mean, forget about the fans for a second. Uh, Players get incredibly frustrated with, okay, where's the line? And if that's the line, then gosh, you've got to be consistent. And certainly I, I say this knowing how difficult the job of an official is in any sport. And in my opinion, in particular hockey, with things happening, happening so quickly and they don't have the benefit of a replay and slow motion and things like that. But I'll tell you, you talk to every guy, every guy will tell you, find a level of consistency and stick to that. Sean, we can't have you on in Atlanta and not talk about John Buchagross's tweets yesterday and all the conversation about the NHL potentially coming back to Atlanta. What are your thoughts? Well, I, I would be interested to, to hear really from you guys what you think the desire would be because, you know, I, I think there are a lot of sticklers that sit back and go, now, wait a second. We had the Flames. We had the Thrashers. Why not go back into Quebec City? Why not right. go back into a, a market? I always use this term, guys. Coney dogs are huge in the Detroit area, right? I mean, huge. You can't go a mile without seeing some kind of Coney joint. Why, why doesn't, you know, the NHL stay in markets where people are familiar with Coney dogs? And, and I understand that kind of thinking. For me, I think it would be great. I, I think it would be great. You know, maybe there are enough people down there like yourselves that would sit back and say, you know what, I, I know it failed before, but maybe, maybe we can make a go at it. I, I think it'd be great for the game. Uh, you know, you look at some of the quote-unquote non-traditional markets where hockey is thriving. I think, you know, a place that I'm familiar with and had the fortune to do some games, Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. They are crazy for the hurricanes there. Um, it, you know, Dallas is a spot that has had success. Uh, Nashville, Nashville, to me, yeah. is at the top uh, and, and front of everybody. I mean, they are crazy uh, about the Preds down there. So I don't know. What, what, what kind of thirst and desire do you think is there uh, amongst your listeners for a National Hockey League team down there? I think there is a thirst for it, as you put it. I don't think there's a great thirst for it, but I think it can grow. Like I don't think people really cared, and there was a big conversation about getting MLS here. But it, it landed here, and it was – Brought to us by the right person. That's what I'm going to say. A, a city that loses two hockey teams, no. They don't deserve another hockey team. I'm sorry. But if there's an opportunity for it, 
I want Arthur Blank running it. Uh, that's the what it comes. That's down what it comes to. out. Whoever's running it's the it's ownership. The per, it's the ownership. And if you tell me that Arthur Blank and his people are going to be involved in bringing a hockey team to Atlanta, yeah, then I'm good with it. But it depends that's on the owner. A- such a great point. I mean, you, you need that strong owner and you need that owner that's going to say, hey, we might have to bite the bullet for a couple of years. You know, this might yeah. be a difficult process. Although you look at some of the expansion teams lately and, and certainly the gift, the welcome to the National Hockey League gift that they got, Vegas isn't going anywhere. I mean, they've nope. already been, you know, to the finals, to the Stanley Cup finals. Seattle, uh, you know, was, was very good right away. Now, that's not taking anything away from the general manager. I, th- I think Ronnie Francis, in particular in Seattle, was absolutely taking away from George McPhee, but that was really a gift package that they got from the National Hockey League. If you can get a team in here that, that can compete sooner rather than later, and you couple that with, with a, a great ownership unit, Boy, you're giving yourself one heck of a chance. I'm biased. I love this sport. I think it's the best sport on earth. But I get why somebody might not want to check in when you struggle, in particular the way the Atlanta Thrashers always seem to struggle. 100%. That was the biggest issue. Before we let you go, Sean, uh, lost an all-time great and a guy who's up on my Chicago Mount Rushmore, Bobby Hull, uh, not too long ago. And I want to get your thoughts on his father-son, that combination. Uh, As far as a family, who, who competes with those two? When, it, when you talk about oh, Brett and Bobby, it's it's, uh, it's unbelievable. You know, there there have been uh, so many father son uh, combinations and 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 family ties because you know hockey really is a family game. But uh, you're absolutely right. He is a legend. He is a guy that uh, didn't matter where you were from. My hero as a kid was a guy by the name of Larry Robinson, uh, who who played for Montreal and later L.A. And his hero was Bobby Hull growing up. You know, and here's this kid growing up not far from Ottawa that that i mean loved the chicago blackhawk for goodness sake i mean that was the the, the kind of impact that he had yeah it was and, that curve uh, stick though it was that curve stick because you knew that you get that <laughs> shot going up in somebody's head <laughs> and, and you know what phenomenal hockey player and uh you know brett I, I got a chance to know brett a little bit in his time uh here in in detroit uh that guy was a sniper but two guys uh, that, that could snipe with the best of them. You know, I, I think of the Halls, I think of Mike Bossy, obviously Alexander Ovechkin. When you're talking about pure goal scorers, all those names belong on the list. Hey, Sean, listen, uh, this is the first of many visits you're going to have with us. I can't thank you enough. Uh, Sam, sorry he's uh, missing this one, but he's looking forward to having you back on the show. Enjoy the rest of your day. Get this. Get, <laughs> he's got that one thing that nobody in Atlanta has, a snowblower. Get the <laughs> snowblower out to tend to those, those uh, that new – Ten inches of snow you got up there, and enjoy your weekend, and we look forward to having you back, buddy. Well, I appreciate it, guys, and pleasure meeting you, Jason. Thanks for the chat. Thanks for hanging out with us, Sean. All right, that's Sean Belegian, WJR up in Detroit.